Hello, everybody. We are back. My name is Jaime Landeros from the Cantina MX Podcast. We're on episode 240. We have a lot of stuff to discuss. Jurgen Dam to Atlanta. United, Carlos Vela opting out of the Orlando tournament. Copa por Mexico started. Chivas did some sketchy stuff, and we got a lot of stuff to talk about. And before I go any further, let me introduce my guest, my homie, Joel. How are we doing out there? Joel, Jaime. I'm enjoying my day off. Uh, need to catch up on the football, though. Oh, it's, man. It's, it's taking me by surprise. Uh, you know. But I'm glad Liga MX is starting up. Absolutely. La Copa por Mexico officially started on Friday. and Wait, what is this, Jaime? What is this? Is that replacing the regular cup uh, tournament? Copa por Mexico is... I think it's just like a like a warm-up pre, pre-season okay. tournament. Kind of just to get certain teams back into the the playing field if if america wins it will they claim it as a league title that is a a question we must ask ron (laughs) but uh i think that if they win it they're gonna definitely argue and 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 pout until they get another star on their crest for sure but it's basically split up into two groups and it's only in two cities so uh omni life and or akron in in uh Guadalajara is hosting one group, and then you got the the Puma Stadium hosting the other group. And there's a, oh man, so there's there's two groups. There's eight teams total: Chivas, Tigres, Mazatlan, Atlas on one side, Cruz Azul, América, Toluca, and Pumas on the other side. So that's what happened on Friday. Wait, and wait, are these games being televised? Ah, so here's the thing. Tu, uh, tu de, tu de N, uh, is the one that has been broadcasting these games. At least they did on Friday and then on Saturday. So uh, it was uh, Toluca. It was, uh, what was it? it was, uh, America beat um, Toluca. And then Cruz Azul and Pumas. I think Cruz Azul beat Pumas. So it, the the games were going nice and steady and then all of a sudden uh the lights went out (laughs) because it was pouring rain and then on saturday they were gonna put the games on just regular univision and uh, chivas at the last minute pulled out and they said the only way you can watch this game is on chivas tv wow i wonder what happened there you know Oh man, it was insane, man! Like I can't believe that they did that last minute. I know Univision is probably looking to get some revenge because they were announcing it leading up into the game, like you know, the day before they were announcing it uh, on the commercial breaks. You know, Chivas versus Atlas, and then I want to say while the other game was still going, um, that's when they said, "Hey, we're actually not." <laughs> We're actually not, we don't have the rights to the game. And the only way you can watch in the United States is if you have a subscription to Chivas TV. What? Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't one of the last uh, Chivas games, one of their last league games of the previous season, 
Didn't it get shown on on Univision or two the or one of those? I want to say it was. I want to say it was on YouTube for free or something. I, I remember I got upset because I yeah I paid. <laughs> yeah, I paid, and it's like, why are you? You know, it's like I felt cheated, man, and um, and I had to cancel my subscription because the league ended, and they basically they weren't going to show anything on that channel, but they were going to keep charging, and it's. They didn't give me any incentives to stay. Exactly, because what happened was, Chivas. They, the, the I think it was the month of March. They only had one game, uh, at home. So yeah, what, one one game of the of the main team because like yeah, you could watch the female and the under seventeens. Yeah. So it's like if you have a subscription to Chivas TV. And you're, you know, what's the incentive of paying $7 for what would have been just one, one match in the month of February. So a lot of people canceled and then, uh, they actually, the, the last game at home before they canceled the season because of COVID, they decided to, uh, allow everybody to watch that game for free. And some of us had already gotten their their month renewed for Chivas TV, and we're like, "Yo, what the hell?" You know, like we pay, we paid, <laughs> I, yeah. And it's I like, had mine for automatic renew, and I had to. I just took that L, man. <clears throat> I was like, "All right, whatever." I just think it's <laughs> it's really dirty that all right, the people like you that got their stuff on auto renew, <laughs> we got charged uh, six ninety nine. We only had one game, and then the and then the and then the season got canceled, and I mean that's not Chivas's fault. But if we if if you're gonna if you're gonna do this Copa por Mexico, and we haven't seen football in like four or five, you know, three or four months, we're all excited for Chivas because they're the big draw. You should at least hook up the people that had your subscription to begin with, and be like, hey, you know, we're gonna give you these games for free because you pay for the month of March, and there was no football, and they just did a really, really bad job of just pulling out last minute, and it screwed up. Uh, it screwed over a lot of people, including I, including me. <laughs> I, yeah, and I thought the channel doesn't offer much. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they should have. I could see it working if it had more things. With, like, so you know, they, they there's a Chihuahua movie, so it's like maybe you could see it through there. Oh yeah, I forgot about they, that. They, they could have like, they could have like outtakes or like deleted scenes or behind the scenes or, or with director's commentary, whatever. But just bonus stuff that you could see through there. Uh, they could do stuff where it's like Q and A, and and it's subscribers could submit questions and they pick some and and you yeah. know they have a player there doing uh just just doing like an interview and just talking there they could have like like their news channel where they just give you weekly updates on the team and what's going on or you get to hear from Pelaya stuff like that but there's there's nothing of that man just it's like there's nothing there for me to to check it like yeah i want some like uh, behind the scenes uh norma uh norma photos or you know some <laughs> 
something, you know what I mean? Like, give me, give, give me some of the, <laughs> give me something that's worth my money, man. Like, you with your training. Yeah, you know. But even that, like, like if they had training sessions, because I know people would watch because they copy them. If you have a team, yeah, you'd be like, oh yeah, we could do this, we could, we could do this, or, or like even the scrimmages, sometimes, uh, just to see that scrimmage. Uh, but just there's more stuff that they could do, and then I just feel like they don't. Yeah, so it's just poorly, 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 poorly made. Um, I don't know if I'm going back to that. I'm a, I, 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 I'm definitely not. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe the remaining games in this tournament, uh, at least for Chivas, like the only way you're going to be able to watch the uh, the Chivas games are through that subscription. So. You're going to have to get on Roja Directa and get a Pirata stream because <laughs> that's exactly what I did. I had my family over. We had barbecued. It was on 4th of July. You know, we were all excited about watching Chivas oh, play. Nice. And, uh, you know, we had it on through the N and then nope. And then uh, we, I quickly just went on Google, Roja Directa, found a stream on Azteca because Azteca in Mexico was still uh, broadcasting the match. And, uh to talk about the match a little bit, Chivas had an incredible first half with a really, really good first team. And then uh, Tena took the opportunity in the second half to basically substitute the entire team. So, like, even <laughs> even the goalkeeper, uh, Godinho got some minutes, Peralta, I mean, uh, uh, Gallo, Vasquez. I mean, it was a completely different team, and it was it was a terrible second half. And I'm like, yo, if anybody paid for this stream, I feel... I feel sorry for them. I'm like, this is embarrassing, man. Like, you took out. But your... It's preseason, man. Yeah, if, I it's mean, preseason. It's preseason, and you have to give those guys some playing time. Uh, you know. Yeah. Um, and one of the most shocking things that we saw in that match was Trophies, or should I say, Chonkis Lopez. <laughs> Got subbed in. We were waiting for him, and this boy looked like he has just been, you know, drinking cerveza the whole the whole quarantine. Kawamas, <laughs> man. Micheladas. Didn't he get fined for partying during the during the break? Oh, that's right. He he got in they, trouble. They caught him yeah. somewhere. Just yeah, he got in, he got in trouble because. Uh, you know, they were, everybody was taking this super serious, and then through through social media, they saw that he was partying at some. I don't know if it was like a birthday party it's, or something. And yeah, yeah, he likes discipline, and it's it's to another level that he lacks it to the point that teams know to stay away from him, which is like it's one thing I've told a lot of the you know trophy apologists. Like, there's a reason Chivas hasn't had any formal offers from anywhere to take them. There just hasn't been. Like, no team has, you know, because uh, there had there been, he would have probably wanted to leave. He would have probably have left as well, especially if they would have given him more money. But they're just not there. And things like this is why, because he's, he's always been, you know, gets caught up in the... He kind of reminds me of uh, Marco Fabian, you know, Marco, no. Fa Marco Fabian, incredibly talented player, showed like moments of brilliance, 
but also known to be a real party party guy. And then like the the relationship with Chivas at one point just got so awkward that we loaned him out to like Cruz Azul, and it seemed like he was you know he just needed a new new change of of scenery and like the talent has always been there. And uh, I feel like with Chofis, we, you know, we go through this like these highs and these lows with him. And I think it would be a good opportunity to, you know, loan him out and and have him get like a new a new team where he's not the number ten, you know, with all this pressure on him. Maybe he can he can go to another team and and just you know just have like like you know kind of like Louis Macias went to Leon. He had a great great showing there, and then he can come back to Chivas. And then we can either sell him or, you know, keep him or something. I don't know. Yeah. What I remember of Fabian is that he had that great game uh, against Barcelona. I think he scores a hat trick. Oh, yeah. A, uh, including a bicycle kick, a it, chilena. It was a, fr- it was a friendly and, in Chicago. And, and we, yeah. Lisa and Marco Fayon scored two of the most amazing goals <laughs> ever. And it, wasn't it Pep's? Was that Pep's Barca? It was, it was, it was Pep Guardiola's uh, Barcelona. It was no fluke, yeah. man. It was, a, it was the real deal, yeah. Holyfield. <laughs> and so this guy's thinking, you know, he's, he's on, he's on the radar now. And he, he thought he was going to get all these, offers from Europe and he wanted to leave and uh, there wasn't any really good offers and I think she was just didn't accept any and I think that that was one of the reasons where like relationships broke and and they he ended up going to Cruz Azul and but then uh, what's his face brought him back which was Nestor but he told him, I'll give you a contract, and now if you get an offer from abroad, I'll help you, you know, help mm-hmm. you make the move. Yeah. So he came He he came back just because of that, and he had a pretty decent season, um, and he did go to Germany. And uh, currently Fabian is homeless. He doesn't have a team. He, uh, oh. uh, he, he was... Wait, I heard... He was over there... Uh, and outside oh. in uh in uh oh, that's, that's done he was over there in uh was it saudi arabia chavi was the coach and oh. uh i i think they decided not to extend his contract so he's a free agent again I, he might go to china i heard i think i heard martin saying he Maybe. might go to china yeah um yeah wow yeah, another guy nobody wants to touch. It's crazy. Um, kind of switch switch up gears. A very big signing, another Liga MX player, has been recycled to the MLS. Jurgen Dam <laughs> is going to join Atlanta United. Bam. Yeah, well, they're going after they're going after uh, some of these as many as they can. And it's something we've been talking since last year, maybe even longer, that they're going to keep courting more and more, especially with MLS going into like 30 teams. And so they're going to keep going after a lot of these bigger names. And I guess they're hearing good things because they're they're more like, they're more willing now to, to make the move. 
Hey man, one man's trash is another man's treasure. I think Jorgen Dam is uh, super. Good water, man. You know he, you know what Jorgen Dam reminds me of. I don't know if you've seen this movie, but it was the Mighty Ducks, and it was uh, the Mexican cat Luis Mendoza. He was the, also the same actor in uh, Benny from the Sandlot. This guy was lightning fast. He was just blazing on the ice, but he didn't know how to break. And he would always like run into the wall. That's what Jurgen Dam reminds me of. He's just super fast. He can go up and down the field like like no one's business. But then when it comes to actually executing like a cross or just you know just doing something with the play, he he he. It's like a like Bambi and lights, man. He just doesn't know what to do. He just he shits the bed. I like I like that he he did his TikTok and he admitted that he his crossing is just. Worthless. <laughs> I don't know if you saw it. That you know, that is the only redeeming quality of Jurgen Dam is like <laughs> he is such a good sport, and his his TikTok is is actually pretty funny because the the self de- depreciation depre was it depreciation is is he he's self aware. He knows he sucks at crossing. <laughs> but you know, like the league here, the the you know. The defending isn't as strong in MLS, so I think he might not need to cross, you know? He, he could probably just do the low cross or take shots from far. Uh, but I do think if he's if he's a professional, he should he should uh yeah, he should he... do good, man. Him and Pulido as well. Um, a lot of these guys. The one that was struggling was Chicha. I don't know how he will do. Yeah, um, I think because of the the defending in in the MLS, I think that Jurgen Dam is going to find great success there, and he's going to a really good club. Um, you know, I think that he can probably help them uh, win win some silverware out there. I mean, they just the MLS doesn't know how to defend, so. He's definitely going to be a nightmare for for a lot of teams, and uh, another another Mexican. He's joining Pulido. Yeah. He's he's joining Pizarro. He's joining Chicha and and Carlitos Vela, and uh, yeah. The now it's like the the trend is like, well, if I'm not good enough to go to Europe, at least I'll get a fat contract in the MLS and have a little bit easier way of living. Yeah. Well, I mean. It's not the whole good enough. It's 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 um just having the right the right uh, agent or the right team come for you because going going abroad is not as difficult. I mean, you might not be in the top league or in the top teams, but you could definitely make your way there if, if you wanted. A lot of these players, if they wanted to, but at the end of the day. You're not gonna get as much money if they're in the Greek league or in the even Dutch or Portuguese league. They're not gonna earn, you know, that much money. Even when they go to like Spain, like if if uh, what was this guy's name? Um, Alanis. Alanis. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and some of the other guys have gone even to uh, to like mid-table teams in in La Liga. A lot of those guys even took pay cuts. I remember when um, Valencia, all those years ago, when he was at Espanol, Espanol. Mm-hmm. and he took a ma- 
massive pay cut. Uh, Cuauhtémoc took pay cut at, uh, where was he at? Valladolid. Valladolid, yeah. And so, yeah, so that's, that's part of it too, man. It's, it's, it's why a lot of these guys, they won't just leave because it's like, you, you take a pay cut and then it's like you're almost starting from, from scratch again. Yeah, I will say you, you, I, I will say that uh, the Liga MX doesn't make it easier for 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 players to go abroad because they have that uh, was it Pacto de Caballeros, and that's kind of like what happened. Yeah, but that's kind of what happened at Jurgen Dam. Is like no team wanted him in Mexico, so he, they have this agreement that he, you know, he the only way he can go anywhere else is abroad, you know, or to the MLS. So that's. They're not really but make... but you know what I think that the pacto gets like a bad rap, like and they make it seem like like um they hold you down and and they won't it's 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 mainly there to protect to protect the clubs from losing their investments because if you see in South America those guys got jacked man they're still getting like losing talent left and right, you know? Um, and so that's that was one of the things to protect. But if, when you see the amount of players that have been leaving, uh, they're not really getting blocked. That was just so that, you know, the, the players wouldn't, wouldn't, like, for example, you're trying to negotiate a contract and you'll use another team from that same league to like kind of bully you know yeah i mean i just think it's like the player is always the one that gets like the least amount of rights you know they don't really have much of a say in that transfer you know kind of like what happened up Pisado when he got sold to monterey he really haven't it wasn't even really his choice and uh you have players that have said time and time again, like, yeah, you know, like, let me look. I remember Omar Bravo, like, he literally had to become a free agent just to go abroad because Chivas were um, rejecting offers. You know, they no, were No, like, but I'm saying, but see, that's the thing. Just because an offer comes, you don't have, like, there has to be good for the club, too. If you sign with a club, right? So you sign, like, a four-year deal, and um, a club comes two years in and they want you almost for free, you know, why Why would you take it when you have two more years? I'd rather keep the player for two more years. Yeah. And then you have the player saying, well, I want to leave. And that's that's kind of what, you know, what causes some of the – but if the player signed the contract, then you, you really can't say – you're being forced to stay. That's that's the contract. That's the agreement. Yeah, I just. So I mean, with with Fabian, I don't. He, I don't think he had to be free agent because the the guy, um, Nestor had had, you know, he gave him a contract where it said, you could you could if if the right, you know, like if the right offer came offer through. comes, yeah. But and and you know like Pelaez did the same with uh, Macias. You know he had to guarantee him some yeah, type of contract. Yeah, throw in that clause. And, mm-hmm. and and but even that guy was cool to be like, 
Yeah, I still want the club to make some money off of it too. Yeah. No, I get it. You got to protect your, you know, your team and you got to get something in return. I, I totally agree with that. Um, yeah. No, I, I do think because, I mean, I don't deny there was there was some stuff that happened where some players got punked and stuff like that. Like, like that obviously things like that did happen. And so like the whole pacto ended up having just really negative but if you're one, uh, but I don't think it's as bad as it gets made out to be. Just just seeing the number of of players that have left, you know, that have gone to Europe or that leave. Like I, I do think the teams are very willing to do it, uh, and not like even when you see some of like what happened with um, man, what's that kid? He went with Guardado and Betis. Forgetting his name. What happened? The one, the one kid. Uh, I can't Linus. Forgetting his name. Linus, yes, Linus. And just the way he left, it was kind of messed up, because like, like the way the the dad kind of got in the middle of it, the negotiations and all that. It was between uh, and, Betis and Ajax. Yeah, no, I know, but um. And. I know there's a little, at least me, I, I, I am curious to see what would have happened if he had gone to Ajax instead. Yeah. But, I mean, for the club, I think they had to, like, bend their arm. I think America sort of lost in the transaction deal. But so I'm saying, like, if they didn't want to lose, they could have easily, like, you know, blocked, blocked it until his contract. Yeah. Ran, but but they were, you know, they didn't get in the way of that. And so far, his uh, it's been a real, really inconsistent experience for him in Betis. You know, he has again Andres Guardado. He's kind of like looking over him. He's Andres Guardado is like the staple of the team. He, he plays almost every game, and it seemed like Betis were like willing to throw this kid into the mix, like when he first switched over, and they quickly saw that he was just too small and uh he, he likes he does like uh you know mm-hmm. the body strength i remember uh after like one of the first games that he had because he was complaining to the refs about how aggressive the the defense is you know pulling his shirt and you know not calling <laughs> fouls and the guy on twitter like tweeted at him like yeah man welcome to Le- uh welcome to la liga it's 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 not like liga mechis like we're not gonna stop the game after every single, like, foul. Like, this is the big boys. You know, it's the big boy league. I I forgot which one of his games, one of his first games back, and his dribble, I think they did, you know how they do the, the compute stat? His dribble, his dribbling man was up there. His Oh, yeah. He was, like, sec- second only to Messi, man. <clears throat> oh, yeah. There's no question about the skills that he possesses, but I, I definitely do think that he was a little bit unprepared, as most Mexican players are when they go abroad because of the physicality. Our players are fucking scrawny and small, man. I mean, every now and then you gotta, <laughs> you gotta. Uh, yeah. Every now and then you got Ernesto Araujo who who has the they build, like but but I mean, look at freaking Diego Reyes, man. That guy was a twig. Even uh, Raul Jimenez, I think, when he switched to Atleti, like. You know, you gotta bulk up, man. You gotta you gotta put some some muscle on you. Um 
and that's just the the truth of the matter is like i think phys physically it, we're, we're a little bit undeveloped it's yeah no i remember years back pasarela he had coached he had coached um monterrey i don't remember if he coached america but they were asking him about the mexican player and he said he said they need to eat more pasta and uh <laughs> and that's kind of what he, he was saying you know they need to bulk up and and I remember he was getting attacked over that comment, but he he wasn't saying it to, to hate, you know. Yeah. And I do think there's there is truth to that. Um, yeah, we do get a bunch of like scrawny dudes heading over there. Uh, yeah, Reyes is the big, you know. We do the side by side photos. He's he's become more more menacing now, man. Uh, there's Luis in the comments saying that he suggests that Mexican players should go to uh, uh, Libertadores like contender team and then go to Europe. Um, it says without EU passports, our players will never fetch a fair market value from Liga Mekis to Europe. Um, I don't know about that. I I don't think I don't think I've seen any Mexican player have to go to like South America first to, to then go to Europe. I think we can deal with Europe directly, especially now our relationship with Comebol isn't that strong because we're not invited to Libertadores anymore. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, I can only think no. of like, well, it's not, not invited is the, they don't want to, yeah. they just don't want to go. Uh, but he's right about the, the EU passport, like not, not having that yeah. makes it more difficult. It definitely uh, hurts. So he's right hurts, about that yeah. part. And yeah, being being Libertadores, you, you could get noticed. You you could get noticed more um more often. You know, Chicha had played Libertadores mm -hmm. when when uh, Man U. I don't know if that's where they spotted him, but yeah, I'm, I'm sure it helps. But uh, yeah, getting that kind of exposure for sure. I mean, when I think of Mexican players in South America, Luis Hernandez to Boca, and I don't think he did much there. And then um, Mario Mendes to no, Vélez. Well, that's, that's the thing. You, you're not – it's going to be hard to um, to send a player to a team over there because that's, that's their bread and butter, selling players. So unless they own you, unless they own your transfer fee, you know, you're not – they're not they're not gonna wanna take you on loan or anything like that. And no club's gonna be like, Okay, you could have you could have X percentage of of um of the transfer in case it does go. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just it doesn't work like that. Um that's why like Luis Hernandez didn't get much playing time. Yeah. He he was still owned he was still owned by uh Nekaxa. You know? Oh, was he? He was just. It was alone. Yeah, he was just. It was alone. Oh. It, it, it was like uh, I think Necaxa still belonged to Televisa at the time, mm. and and I think they were trying to. Uh, they were trying to get a TV deal with with for the Argentine league. But uh, they, I don't think they were going to get. Uh, 
you know, they were trying to get in the market. So that was just sort of testing the waters, which they had tested them years earlier with Garcia Aspre going to uh, River Plate. Oh, I didn't know that. The same. Yeah, I think they both went on loan and making way less money. Yeah. That's the other thing. Um, if if Mexican players are taking massive pay cuts to go to Europe, not all of them, but, but the majority, um, how, how much more do you think they're going to get more of a pay cut to go to South America? Oh, I know. You know? Yeah. So it's almost for peanuts for them. Uh, yeah, that's the thing about Mexico. It's very well paid. Uh, the only league that pays better in America is um, is Brazilian league. And I, like to some of the players, you know, not, not, not on average, but they do have some high wages. But I, I will say on average, it's one of the best leagues to be where you can get some good, some good money. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the Mexican yeah. player is, is well played, well paid. Um, and that's always been an issue with going abroad and just the perceived value of our players. We, we value our players more than the rest of the market. So where, yeah. where Chivas would be willing to pay, you know, 17 for Pulido or 18 for Pizarro, that's only in Mexico. Outside of Mexico, those players are worth maybe 10, yeah. 12 at most. So it's, it's just yeah. one of those things that complicates matters when it comes to negotiation and trying to go abroad. Yeah, and imagine losing wages for a whole year. Like you, you get a massive pay cut for a whole year, and it's, it's you know, a lot of these players, their careers aren't very long, and so if you leave abroad and you're taking a pay cut, and you go to a team, and then you might not, you you're gonna get benched or whatever, that could also cost you a spot with the national team. So now you're making even less money. <laughs> Speaking about, so it's, yeah. it's very difficult for these guys to do those um you know we have to take these things into consideration why more players don't don't just leave and and at, you know just looking at south america well south america for them is just win for the majority of these guys because automatically that they make more money speaking about short careers and national not going to the national team carlitos vela this was something that was uh, rumored <laughs> last week. He said that, uh, yeah, I'm, I don't, I don't know about if I'm going to go to Orlando and play in this tournament. And as of today, it's official. Carlitos Vela has opted out. He's not going to return to the MLS. Uh, well, they, they're doing this little tournament in Orlando. He says that he would love to be there, but right now my family's health is more important because my wife is pregnant. Yeah, that's Vela though, man. And but the coach <laughs> behind him and that's I think that's a big reason he came over here and I I don't think it's it's they're gonna make a big deal about it. I mean I, 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 I here's the thing. For us who have followed his career you know, from the beginning this is no shocker. He's done this in the past with the <laughs> national team. You know, he's he's opted out of playing when, when we need him the most. This is a completely different situation, obviously. This is not like an official, like, 
you know, silverware title like tournament. It's just one of those things where all the rest of the leagues in the world are starting to return and they wanted to have this little tournament in Orlando. And Oh, it's not. I thought that was going to be there. Well, I don't actually I don't know if it's a if it's just like a mini tournament <laughs> or if it's like the regular season. I thought that was their that was going to be their season and they were just going to do it tournament style. Oh, wow. If that's the case. No, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I mean, I know. I think you're right. Like, I think you're right because one of my good friends, he did like a pool and he, like a, one of those, uh, what, are they, what do they call those things? The quinela where everyone puts money in and then they have a team. Yeah, quinela. And he had a, he, he got LAFC and he was really excited. And I was telling him. Oh, like, yeah, they're favorites. I was like, yeah, man. I mean, you have like the best player in the league, you know, like he was the MVP. And then uh, then he told me, hey, man, like, what's this thing about him not returning? I'm like, yeah, dude, uh, he's he says he's he's not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> and he's surprised. Like, how could he do this? I'm like, dude, he did this at a World Cup. All right. Like he he is not going to be losing sleep over this Orlando tournament, bro. If he could turn down not going to a World Cup. He'll do it for a lot less in in or in Orlando. <laughs> and for yeah, me, yeah. Well, he said it that it's it's not like his main his main passion. I know? I think the the thing that that causes a lot of controversy or just the reason why this is so shocking is because the Americans have not seen this side of Vela. You know what I mean? They're all on the bandwagon for Carlos Vela. They love the way he plays. They love what he's doing to the MLS. They haven't seen this side of Vela that we know that he's a shady person and he doesn't really care about soccer. He he doesn't. He said it time and time <laughs> again. This is a job for him. He prefers the NBA. He wanted to be a professional NBA player. But, um, you know, it's just one of those things where he, I think the, the question for me is if Carlos Vela is going to use the excuse that his wife is pregnant and he doesn't want to put his family at risk, where does that leave Javier Hernandez? Because his wife's pregnant too. And Wait again? Yeah, his his wife's pregnant. Oh. So if yeah, she's putting in work. Yeah, I think the caption. She just had a kid, so. Yeah, huh? I I legit think I want to say that his caption was like uh, number two in the oven. I think that was like how they announced it. <laughs> oh man, I missed that, Jaime. I missed that. Yeah, he um, he. Uh, I think it was on his story or something. I don't even know, but I just thought it was really funny. Oh, yeah, that's, it says... Kiki's would have told us. He, he follows that. Uh, April 1st. Number two is in the oven, and it's a photo of him and his wife and his kid. <laughs> <laughs> and But you know what? I think, I think um, just going back to well, I think because they're going to... The club's going to treat him well, that when he does return, they're going to continue getting the best out of him. And I don't think the media here is going to bust his balls the way mm. it would have happened in Mex. So, I mean. That is true. That is a I very. Think that's, yeah, that's a very good point. You that's know. That's a big reason. Yeah, when he plays, he goes all out, you know. And I think uh, if it does return, <laughs> you know, who knows, man? Who knows what's going to happen? Yeah, actually. It could be wave, wave, wave four of COVID. Uh, and then it could be like, yeah, I'm playing. <laughs> yeah. Just retire. He's like, yeah, I don't, I'm out. Yeah, it's funny, man, because uh, 
I think that if you are an LAFC fan and you've been supporting him for the longest time, it's going to hurt. It's going to bother you a little bit again. And then it's going to get even more controversial if, you know, Chicharito decides to participate in that tournament. Obviously his situation is a little bit different because he has just joined LA galaxy. He's trying to, you know, prove himself in the MLS and he's probably eager to go play. But I mean, he's again in the same situation. Um, So if, if Chicharito plays in this tournament and Vela doesn't, um, I wonder how. How yeah, the... I, I think Chicharro would have made announced something already as well. Uh, the only thing he's announced is that he's selling pinche every life. <laughs> oh yeah, he... <laughs> yeah, he just got that sweet contract. I don't think he go opt out. Uh, yeah, he... you don't you don't get a massive uh, promo deal and then you skip out of the tournament where you're going to be promoting it. Oh man! Got that sweet Herbalife money, man. Yeah, that's that's pretty crazy. Um, <laughs> going to Mexican players abroad, um, there was actually a photo that was uh, shared because Raúl Jiménez has sixty-eight games in the Premier League, and oh, okay, I know where you're headed to. This yeah, looks good. it should be on your. Uh, I'll, I'll repost it, but. The numbers are pretty impressive and pretty uh, pretty interesting to look at. Um, so both Chicharito and Raul Jimenez, the first 68 games, Raul had 27 goals, Chicharito had 23. 14 assists for Raul, 4 for Chicha. But the amount of minutes, Raul had over 5,000 and Chicharito just under 3,000. So it kind of just goes to show how completely different these guys are to each other. Yeah, and and just how impressive Chicharo was, and he went straight. You know, he went straight to to EPL. He didn't have to go. He didn't have to go to the Dutch league or anywhere else. You know, to test his needle, to improve. He went straight from from playing against the the Chapas and the San Luises to to scoring against Chelsea with his I face think, uh, with his face <laughs> <laughs> <Score. laughs> uh, that's a good goal man uh, but no he that season he did like 20 goals in all tournaments I mean just goes to show man uh, you know we have this concept that that we know players are kind of uh, just lacking or not complete and it's like but but a lot of these guys show that you can. Uh, same with Pardo when he went to he went Stuttgart. to Stuttgart. Yeah, and they yeah. So I mean, uh, I know the media has pushed this narrative, and it's and it's yeah. And we we devalue the league or make it seem like the players aren't good enough. It's just going abroad. There's just too many things that could go wrong, and it's not necessarily that you like the skill. Sometimes you could just like the um, the opportunities. You know, you could just get it. Yeah, you could be in with the wrong coach, with the wrong tactic, the wrong teammates, uh, or you could you something could happen. You know, uh, in your life where it's like sort of like with Nettie when his uh, parents died, mm, and yeah, yeah, and it just affected him where he just couldn't play anymore, or some of these dudes get homesick. 
um, they don't know how to be alone. A lot of them never even been alone. Uh, yeah. So you see interviews. What was it? When you when you went to uh, when you went to Portugal and yeah. he said he just he just felt homesick the whole time. He was miserable. Um, Salcido too. Dude, yeah, yeah. Salcido wanted to leave, but I think he 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 stuck around. He ended up like meeting some Peruvian dude or like getting cool with one of the players from PSV. It's probably fought like fine or something. Um, yeah, and he said the kids were hanging out, and then mm-hmm. he was like, "All right," and he ended up staying there, um, and then going to England. But yeah, a lot of these guys just like so. That's that's sometimes that's that's part of it. It's not always, "Oh, you suck." <laughs> that's yeah, just, yeah, that's not. I mean, that could happen too, but most often than not, is it's it's all these other little factors. I mean, because look. Look at Jimenez when he went to uh, Atletico. That just wasn't the right environment for him. And he could have very easily returned to Liga MX. Oh, yeah. And everyone would have said that he was not good enough to be in Europe. But he had a good agent. They took him to Portugal. And even in Portugal, he wasn't, you know, he wasn't exactly a starter uh, until he landed at, at Wolves. And he, dude, right coach, right teammates. Yeah, right coach, and right teammates. Just, he blew up, and that's that's sometimes that's just the luck of the draw, man. If you, you could get lucky, and and turn with Chicha when he said, "Man, you scores twenty goals," uh, and then that the coach comes in, forget his face, Chicha Rosapaga, dude. Uh, he goes to uh, Germany. He's under the, the one coach. He's Scores like seventeen. Uh, he returns to uh, he returns to EPL and then he gets that thing coaching. <laughs> he gets Diego uh, Moyes, Moyes, David. Moyes, there yeah. you go, man. That guy, man. That guy's terrible. That's some bad luck, man. That is some te- <laughs> uh, yeah. He it's... must have been pissed, dude. Imagine you, yeah. you just land at West Ham and then this dude again. Oh man. Yeah, I mean. There, you know, people are gonna argue about oh, who was a better player, and you know, Chicharito's washed up now. But I mean, the numbers don't lie. He had literally had half the amount of minutes, and he was able to do, you know, almost the same amount of damage. Um, but it just goes to show how completely different styles they are. I mean, Chicharito was considered a super sub. He would go in, you know, twenty, thirty minutes before the game's over, tired legs, and he was he was just in the box. All his goals in the Premier League were inside the the box. So I mean, I, I found it. You know what, Rigo? I'm Rigo. I mean, Jaime. Found it funny how when he was alone at Real Madrid and he scored a goal from from outside the box. I think his first goal was outside the box. Yeah. <laughs> and they were saying that he learned it there. Oh. He learned it. And I was like, did you not see him with Chivas? <laughs> he scored a lot of goals like that. And that's goes, you know, goes again with that whole mentality of like, sort of like your scrubs if you're in, if you're in Liga MX. <laughs> yeah, um, some more action abroad. Chucky Lozano is starting to, starting to. I'm not saying he has completely, but he's starting to win over Gattuso a little bit. Gattuso. He's uh, getting a little fire in his ass. He's getting a little bit more minutes. He scored the other day. Um, 
he's and Gattuso says, you know, he's fast. You know, he just has to work on his on his legs or something, something of that nature. So, um, but there are rumors that Milan want him, so he might he might get sold at the end of the season. Who knows? Um, if I'm Chucky, I, I want out of Italy, man. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I don't see how going to Milan is going to change his 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 problem. And the problem is is that the Italian league is very defensive, and he doesn't really fit. Maybe it's maybe it's the structure of the team. You know, Gattuso likes to play very defensively. Um, you know, because I mean, look at Ronaldo's having a grand time out there in Juve, but you know, that's a completely different squad. I think. Uh, yeah, Drew is like at another level, man. They. Yeah. <laughs> they dominate that league so bad. I, you could put uh, Paleta Skeda there, man. He'll be a full <laughs> machine. Um, Tata Martinez said that Jimenez should join Man United because ever since Lukaku left, they've been looking for a player of his caliber. Um, so some more rumors, but also Juventus is another team that wants him. Wait, Juventus wants Raul. Chucky? Oh, no, Raul Jimenez. Oh, Jimenez. Jimenez. Yeah. talking about Jimenez. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, he could go there and win, win a couple Serie Scudettos. Um, but yeah, I think I think ultimately what Juve wants is they want a Champions League. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's their goal, man. <clears throat> I don't think they care so much about Serie A, man. They got so many to spare right now. Yeah, they think they've won like they've won it like I feel five like or over. The, it's huh? it's pretty ridiculous. I don't know how many they probably won it for the last like. If you were to tell me that Juve has won the league for the last ten years, I would believe it because it's just that's just how it feels like. Yeah, they've just well, because you know what? Um, I don't know if the Italian economy crashed, but I know a lot of the. A lot for the league, it just went broke. Like, like, just all these teams, you could even buy them for cheap. I remember Parma folded, and like all this, Milan had to sell, like, I think most or I don't know, but a good portion of their stock. And then they have like they have like a Chinese owner, and so yeah, there was all this stuff that that happened. Um, so that the money's not there because at one point, all the players would, all the top players would be in Serie A. Um, that's just not the case no more. It's, it's you know, it's mm-hmm. kind of sad. I was looking up. So since 2011, 2012, Juve has won the league every single season. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, man. So, <laughs> it's yeah, like... it's ridiculous. Like that's eight seasons in a row, and they're probably on their way to their ninth. Um, it's it's pretty ridiculous, man. It's like Bar- it's like Bayern Munich in the Bundesliga. They win it every year, and anytime there's a team that puts up a fight, they just buy their players. You know, it's like they have a monopoly on the league. Yeah, I would say that's that's what kind of sucks about Bundesliga. Same with Serie A. Mm, I think that's that's what probably makes the EPL more exciting. Mm-hmm. It seems to be at least the more, yeah, at the, least more teams capable e- of winning it. EPL has had, I mean, 
Liverpool just won it. Man City, Le- uh, Leicester City. I mean, it's like it's been all over the place, and it's it, and it's in my opinion the most competitive league in the world. I think it's the most balanced. Because um, in Liga, Liga, La Liga, it's like Real Madrid, Barca, Atleti. You know, it's like they 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 pretty much run things. Um, but at least in the EPL, it's a little bit more more balanced. And a lot of the teams have really, even the teams that get recently promoted, they get a hundred, um, a hundred million pounds to spend, you know, to keep the teams afloat. So they have a pretty good, pretty good thing going on over there in England. There was, uh, some more news, um, There is uh, Chaco Jimenez is going to be coaching uh, Cancun FC. Okay. That's the new the new Mexican league. Yeah, so are they? I think they're doing like a another league, right? Yeah, they're not affiliated. Uh, mm. Don't they also have Matosas? Didn't they also get Matosas for one of? I have I have no idea actually. I think they one of the teams Carmatosas and I think I heard Netflix might own a team. Gustavo Matosas uh, is coaching um Atletico San Luis right now. Wait, he's still coaching the team? Uh-huh. Didn't he get didn't he get fired? Uh not according to Oh, maybe he did. What? There wasn't there like a scandal? He he oh, did man. something. Actually, I think you're right. Yeah, in October of last year. Wow, Wikipedia! You need to update your your shit. <laughs> oh, he's okay. He was he's... he was charging for transfers or something. Vera Club Vera Cruzano del Football. I guess he's gonna be the there you go. the president. <laughs> oh, he's just the president. He's not. He's not going to be the coach. Whatever the hell that means. Yeah, right now it's a shit show. You have like uh, Atleti, Atletico Morelia, right? They they just came from the ashes of of being sold to Mazatlan. Well, so... Goddamn, you're right. He's the president. Mm-hmm. I remember him tied. I thought it was his coach, but I guess if he had if he had ties to to player transfers, I guess it makes sense, you know. Bring them in there, help them build a team. How the mediocre have fallen. <laughs> 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 yeah, right now it's a scramble in Mexico. I mean, you have uh, a league, you know, because Ascenso is is a shit show, and uh, they're not going to be. Even if you win the league, you're not going to get promoted to Liga MX. Uh, so. They're forming their own league independent from Masenso, and, and I don't know how that's going to work, but we'll see what happens. Right now, the thing in, in Mexico is not, a, not it's been a shit show. There's also a rumor of Miguel Herrera to join the. Real Betis 
coaching staff. Wait, just the coaching staff, not to be the head coach? No, see, that's how those headlines are misleading. Everybody thought, oh, yeah. it's the coach. No, to be like an assistant, he's not going to be the main, the main coach. Or would it be like an assistant and then later on yeah, he could take over the team? Maybe something like that. Um, At what team, Betis? Betis, yeah. Man, Betis is just... I don't know, man. If you're... If you're, <laughs> if, if you're Piojo, that's like... Why would you do that? You know, going in as assistant. I mean, this guy at one time was approached by the Chilean national team. Was he? Sure if he? Yeah. Yeah, he talked about it in an interview. Oh, wow. Uh, was yeah. this uh, after, uh, what was that game? What was that guy's name? The coach for Chile? Sao, Sao Paulo? I don't know which one Sao, of them. Sao, Sao, uh, what was the guy? I forgot his name, but I wonder when this was. All I know is it is kind of weird that we talk about players abroad all the time, but there's really no Mexican coaches abroad. You know, I mean, you have Aguirre, you know, he's the only one that's really ventured out there. But I can't really name too many coaches that we we export abroad. Um, no. And, and, and you know what? It's part of it that there hasn't been that many players because that would help too, like players that retire and then they could, they have some, so because Aguirre, Aguirre played in Spain, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, he did. So he, he had that connection. Uh, not sure if it was with Osasuna, but he was over there. And so that's, that's part of it, you know? Uh, I, I, I think that's, that's one of the other things that needs to happen. But, I mean, there needs to be more than just 10 players at a time, you know? Because Mexico has had for, like, the past maybe 20 years, they've had, like, 10 or less players over there. And then the majority don't even become – they don't go into coaching. They, they'll go into, like, uh, you know, hosting TV shows. Yeah. Because, you know, like, Marquez, if he wanted to, you know, I bet he could he could get a team, you know. He could he could get his chops over there. Um, yeah, I am. Um, I don't know. I mean, Aguirre was, uh, I think he's been our most successful coach abroad. I think Hugo Sanchez at one point coached in in La Liga as well. Yeah. Yeah, he coached two teams and he did okay. Yeah, he did. Um, Not sure why he didn't stay. I know that one team, he saved them from relegation. And then the next season, they sold all his top players. Oh, wow. They did? (laughs) Yeah. That's what Um, happens. 
I mean, that's that's exactly what happens, you know. Um, yeah, it was one of the smaller clubs. They needed to cash out. Yeah. Um, another rumor that's pretty pretty saucy is uh, Tecatito, who's doing a, an amazing job uh, over there in Porto. He was named the man of the match uh, just over this weekend. He's been he's been killing it, scoring goals, doing assists. And there's a there's a rumor that Nuno Espirito Santo, the coach of Wolves, is asking for his services. So he might join Raul Jimenez over there at Wolverhampton, which would be pretty epic. Yeah, and I could see the whole Portugal thing because there's um dude, I'm forgetting the name. It's it's um Jorge Mendes. There you go. Super agent. Super Mendes. Uh, Super Mendes. And that's that's Jimenez and yeah, that's that's the one agent you're gonna wanna have. Uh, I bet if that was Ochoa's agent, Ochoa would have been Oh man. It would have been in one of in a good league. Um Yeah. You know? <laughs> Yeah, which will, uh... Uh, unfortunately <laughs> for him, and you know, it just goes back to what we were saying earlier about going abroad. You know, he he was just in some teams that just they weren't good for him. It's just bad bad luck on his part. No bad bad agent. <laughs> yeah, I will say I've been I've been watching Wolves like every weekend, and I love the partnership that Aramama Torre has with Raúl Jiménez. In fact, I might even say that he has a better connection with him than any of our, our wingers, you know, because they, they, they play, they train every single day together. And at the moment, uh, he sets him up for all these goals, man. It's it's incredible. Didn't he also have a good partnership with that uh, Jota, what's the guy called? Oh, yeah, Jota. Mm-hmm. Jota, am I saying it right? Yeah. Uh, Jota, or was he Portuguese? Yeah, he's Portuguese, mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that was his main dude, but now I'm hearing this other guy pop up, so I guess. Yeah, Aramama Torre, he, uh, he was from the school of Barcelona, and then he ended up at, at Wolves, and uh, he's he's really good, man. He's 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 got quite a physique, and um, he's been setting up Raul with, I want to say, like half their goals, honestly. Like, it's, it's pretty crazy. So it'd be... It'd be fun to see yeah, we Tecatito. We nationalize him. Bring him, bring him. <laughs> I know, right? It's between. Yeah, we're not getting that Luca kid. <laughs> <laughs> that Luca kid. Yeah. He already has the RG mullet. <laughs> he already's got the hair there's, cut, there's man. No, there's no way. There's no intentions there. Unless maybe uh, Pio Herrera shows him his mullet from back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, we will embrace you as well. Uh, He's like, we'll bring it back. We'll bring back the mullet. <laughs> there was another thing that happened with uh, Iguerra. I think he's he's joining the um, the front office of Atletico Morelia. Oh yes, yes he is. Yes he is. But I think. I think he he seems to have some connections. Mm. Um, we'll see how legit he is. Mm. Yeah, you know. I think he started like most execs at Chivas really well. You know, fan the fans approved some exciting signings, and then 
it always it always ends very bad. <laughs> well, I mean, the money wasn't there. Now, I do think they overpaid, but they did win on that five five uh, champion yeah. five trophy run, um, and he was part of it. Love him or hate him. Do you think uh, he was he was part of uh, for that? You think he had something to do with Matias as well, like him joining? Well, indirectly because um, he he wasn't getting along with the De La Torres, and they weren't gonna let him call the shots, and so he he got rid of them, you know. And and so they left, and then so so the story is that, and this is this is from some dude, and I forget his name, but I had an interaction with him on Twitter, and so this guy worked with Chivas, and supposedly Vergara told him like, can you give me a list of of coaches? It sounds just weird to me because it's like. She was had, I, I think they hadn't made Liguilla in like a year or two years. And then under the La Torres, they had already reached semifinals. So now he's telling, you know, so all of a sudden Vergara wants a new coach. It, it just kind of didn't make sense. But I think, I think it was, had to do with, with Higuera just not wanting them. Mm. And so this guy says that he, he went and did like a study of coaches available and that Matias was Matias was like the one that he felt he had the style. And then that's also like I, I just don't I just don't buy it as much, you know? Yeah. Uh because one of the things that is is known is that uh Matias Matias um agent Hersig or Hirsi, he had gone to Max. Um, this was when Piojo, we're, we're doing full circle, going back to Piojo. This was when Piojo got fired for, um, he, he punched Martinoli. <laughs> so he got sacked from the national team. Yeah. And so, yeah, and so this guy went to Mexico to, uh, to try to get the selection for for uh, Mati, so he was there and he was he was trying to see if he could he could get the team, and uh, he was trying to ride on the whole River Plate thing, but he was at Banfield, and uh, they were just not never gonna give it to him, you know. He didn't have a championship. I mean, second division, but that's that's not something yeah, to write home about. That's different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so kind of gets hired around the same time. So I don't, I don't know, man. Those are the two, two versions. Uh, that one guy from Chivas, and it's official. The the one dude, because he said it before on Twitter, forgetting his name. Uh, Rigo knows him. I have to ask him. Uh, but yeah, I got to talk to him because we were having a discussion, and this dude, this dude said it, and I do think. Higuera has said that he he wasn't the one that hired that hired um, Mati, but if he doesn't get rid of <laughs> if he didn't get rid of uh, Chepo, then this wouldn't have happened, you know. Mm. 
Might the, be when it came in. It's the butterfly effect. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, I think, uh... I don't know. Yet, uh, he's very active on Twitter, and he responds to a lot of these haters and stuff, so... Is he still on Fútbol Picante? I, I don't know, I actually. he did a good job, man. I saw him, like, once or twice every yeah. time. He's doing a pretty good job. Um, there's a rumor about Eugenio Pizzuto, uh, joining Lille over there in France. In fact, they said that it's, uh, that he will be signing and it's somewhat official. So he was, uh, awarded the bronze ball at the under 17 world cup. So we'll see what happens. Oh. We really don't have too many players that go to France. Uh, top of my head, I think of Rafa Marquez, Ochoa, and I think that's it. <laughs> I can't think of any other player. Just two. But I yeah. will. I think it's a great league for young players. I mean, um, they they have a lot of a lot of young prospects that start their careers in France and have successful runs. And we really haven't had uh, too many players over there, so. It'd be a, that'd be some pretty big news. Um, yeah, right now it's it's just we're it's kind of an awkward position, you know. Like we're trying to get back to normal. Teams are starting to you know come back into action. Um, you know, we're in the month of July, so the transfer market window is open. And we still don't have a date for Liga Mekis to return as far as, like, for the would it be clausura. Um, so we're all just kind of, like, going through this together. And as news starts to, to develop, uh, we're, we're out here just trying to, trying to share and, and discuss it with you guys. Um, yeah. Is there any anything else whatever, that you, you had on your mind that, we didn't discuss. Well, let me see. No, I think I think uh, Vela was one of the big news. <laughs> Vela quitting again, uh, <laughs> and then the whole Chucky Chucky Gattuso drama. I think that's one to keep an eye out for. Um, as far as for this preseason tourney, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think. Uh, I don't know. I think they're just testing the waters. We'll see what happens. And then just something to keep an eye out for is uh, World Cup qualifying. Oh, yeah. You know, that's going to sneak up pretty soon. And uh, Martino's probably a little bit worried. Maybe not so, because I would say Mex is less effective than, than the regional rivals, you know? Uh yeah, I mean, I would say like Costa Rica has has not stopped playing. Like I think they even since this thing happened, like they haven't really shut down their their league and stuff. But yeah, for the rest of Central America, it definitely yeah. Ha- even the U.S. with with all the problems mm-hmm. they're having, and and you know their whole there's been a shakeup with the USSF and changing leadership and all that, and that could that could affect. You know, and, and then there's like, I think for the first time ever or in a long time, you've seen the, the media attacking the head coach 
which is, you know, you normally saw everyone being supportive, but now you see like a lot of people divided as far as. Uh, Who's their coach right Bear now? Halter. Oh, huh? Bear Halter. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, one of those guys. Greg. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't really keep up with him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but it's interesting because when when you know you start seeing a picture of how teams are going to be once once qualifying starts. Yeah, I mean it's it's crazy because uh, all the all these national teams. I mean, this is right now when there would be some. I think the Euro, Copa America. You know what I mean? This is like the time for national teams to to get together and play. So this summer is definitely that that hasn't happened. But um, you know the the World Cup in twenty twenty two will be in the winter time. So. It seems like uh, yeah. that's going to end. And that's the other thing we're not going to see happen. You know, like, like I doubt it. You know how in the past you had, you know, these, these top Euro teams come to the U.S. and do these, like, these tournaments, you know, these amistoso tournaments. And I, I just, I don't think that's, we're going to see that, at least not this year. Yeah, no partidos moleros. <laughs> high high profile moleros. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Chivas versus Athletic might be might be a while since we see them play a high profile team. Mm, yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. Um Chivas will be playing on Wednesday. Uh they will face Tigres. Uh, that game will be at 7 p.m. Pacific time, and Cruz Azul versus Toluca will will be on Wednesday as well. And then tomorrow, there's there, there's going to be some action on the other bracket. It's going to be uh, Mazatlan versus Atlas, and Pumas America. So, what do you got in those games? That's uh, preseason. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't put too much I'm waiting uh, especially when when you see the coaches do because you have to you know try out the bench yeah or maybe try out a different tactic or give give that reserva goalie some minutes because once that tournament starts you don't want to throw them in their cold feet you know at least you have a good idea of, of what the player is is capable of I'm curious to see if Mazatlan will officially score their first goal because they haven't scored yet. So would it be official? I guess. Well, just... I mean, it would still be like you know the first goal ever because they're a new franchise. Sure. You know, and that kind of sucks. You know that that usually like a new club, they and especially with a nice stadium like theirs, they would have like an amistoso. You know, yeah, like a big for the inauguration. And yeah. I don't, I don't think they had that, and it's, you know, big, big reason because of... Wait, but they're not playing in their stadium. They're playing that. No, they're playing... I play forgot. They're... Yeah, they're no, all... No, no, but they would still do it. They would still do it as an amistoso, you know? Yeah. I... They would still do it as an amistoso, and they would bring some team and and, and do that. Like, uh, who was it that Monterrey brought and inaugurated the stadium? Was it like Santos? Porto? No, that was... Uh... No, 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 it was Monterrey when they did... They did their new stadium. Yeah, Rayados. I know. I I know what you're talking about. 
I don't remember who they played. I don't know if it was Porto. I think it was Porto. Uh, hold on, hold on. Oh, Benfica. All right, there you go. That was close. That you was know, close. You know, <laughs> you know, it'd be funny if Mazatlan uh, asked Morelia to play. <laughs> hey, you want to? <laughs> <laughs> that would be savage. That would be damn. So, hey, no hard feelings. No, no hard feelings. If you guys win, you guys can have the team back. <laughs> for, this is for the right to play in Liga MX. They should just have Man, like. Man, that would be. They should have like the uh, tryouts. Like the fans should try out for the team and, you know, all right, this is going to be our best, best 11. Or if they really want to rub salt into the wound, they could just get some amateur team and call them Morelia <laughs> and just whoop on them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's already making a mockery. But I mean, that's kind of like what they're doing on Twitter. They were putting some savage stuff. I don't know if they've done anything lately, but I know when when their Twitter handle when they started it, then whoever was running it was just talking smack. Oh yeah, they they don't care at all. They've actually just kind of embraced the the bad boy role, and um, it's been pretty entertaining, you know, for neutral fans. Hey, I wouldn't mind seeing that. Like it was like a comedy thing, and then just have a dress up a team as Morelia, and <laughs> and then just do just dumb stuff, you know. <laughs> I would watch that. It would be like the the Globe Trotters type type of thing. Oh, they have announced that they're going to name their stadium uh, the Kraken. Oh, that sounds pretty cool, actually. Because actually, do they even have a an official mascot? I don't think they do. No. Well, I haven't seen one. They're calling it the Kraken. That's pretty cool. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, it seems like they got a pretty pretty good vision pretty good image for their team you know they have like the purple skies and that's why the the team is is purple um but yeah it'll be it'll be curious to see how they perform and uh see you know how much of an impact they they make compared to Morelia because Morelia was doing really really well they were they were in Liga they were getting to the semis and stuff so I would say the majority of the team is still the same. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all we, we have for you guys tonight. Obviously, we will be updating you uh, on Twitter uh, in between our next episode. If, if there are some big, big news that drop, you know, we'll probably continue this Galitos Vela novela. Um, you know, and, uh, if, if there are anybody uh, on the YouTube comments listening, if there's anything that you guys want us to talk about in the next episode, just leave us a comment down below. Um, but yeah, I want to thank everybody for, for listening. Joel, thanks for, uh, for joining us tonight. Yeah. Always, yeah. always a pleasure. And, uh, hope everybody has a safe night.